Welcome to the first episode of Knickerbox Glory. I'm Emma, your host, and I'm joined by Farah and Sarah, the co-founders of the company I work for called Hanks. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome. We are a sexual wellness company that is championing people's sexual wellness and encouraging you all to challenge stereotypes and take control of your sexuality. Um, and I've worked for Farah and Sarah for around eight to nine months. And um, it's been an amazing ride, and I think Farah and Sarah should really tell you about the origins of Hanks. Oh, thanks, Anne. It feels like a lifetime that you've been with us. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, if we take it way back, Sarah and I were friends from childhood, um, went to school together, couldn't keep away from each other, ended up at the same university. Um, same was, college. <laughs> I know, we tried not. We tried to we be tried. apart. We On the tried. first day of Freshers Week, we were like, right, I'm not going to talk to you, you're not going to talk to me, we'll just make our own friends. Yeah, go and make your own friends. And after 24 hours, I was like, don't ever leave me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. Um, so I'll tell you my, my background, then Sarah can tell you hers, and then how we made the beautiful Hanks. Um, I studied finance did not have a clue what I wanted to go into. So fell into banking and uh, moved to London. I'm also a chartered accountant, so I'm just a bit of an Excel monkey, to be honest. Um, she loves the numbers. I can't, honestly, give me a spreadsheet, V lookups, summit. It's like a gaga for a formula. <laughs> Ride or die, this one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, my background was in finance. And Sarah, at the time, you were medicine it up. Medicine it up, yeah. So <laughs> I am a doctor and I went into kind of opposite and gynae, so uh, vaginas, babies, all of that fun stuff um, and was working in sexual health. So really kind of interesting things, but very much, um, you know, the rise of really difficult to treat STIs. I was seeing women coming into clinic who were abandoning hormones, but didn't want to use condoms, and um, it kind of got Farah and I speaking. Well, we had a random Monday off to set the scene for you all. Had a random Monday off. I was post-nights. Farah had been shoved out of the office because she'd been working too many hours, and we went we, for lunch. We were ladies of leisure, really, weren't we, in <laughs> South Kensington, and God knows what we were well, thinking. Well, we thought we were. Yeah. And we went for lunch, a um, few bottles of wine down, actually. Speak for yourself, so. <laughs> um, And we... We were just putting the world to rights, weren't we? Yeah. And we were speaking about different areas and actually just really annoyed at the fact that what was on the market in terms of sexual health products like condoms were just garishly packaged, promoting a man's conquest, irritating ingredients. And at the same time, we were seeing a lot of friends, even ourselves, like coming off hormonal contraceptives because of the side effects, um, which is fine. A lot of people still use them, but condoms being one of the only barrier methods that protect you from STI with the rise of dating apps and everything else and, and having uh, multiple partners. super gonorrhea, super which gonorrhea. Sarah loves to tell us about every, <laughs> oh, every old gosh. Wednesday. And, and we she, you don't ask for it. And she <laughs> happened Tell to, me more. She, she happened to unveil this super gonorrhea that very Monday after we were discussing <laughs> it. It's, it's like your mom. party trick. Did I tell you about super gonorrhea? <laughs> it's, guys, it's real. What, would, what would super gonorrhea look like if it was a person? Would it have a cake? <laughs> like, What's for your could imagination? Run wild. It's green, isn't it? Just Red. Oh, it's, I, thought super, I thought super gonorrhea was I, d- I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, it's all, it's, it's, um, it's a mystery. It's blue. <laughs> Is it? Like no. blue waffle, do you remember that? Oh! <laughs> no. You know what I'm talking about. You do you know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not nice, it's not fun. And it's, it's not blue thing. waffle. <laughs> it's not blue waffle. But um, in all seriousness, it's just really difficult to treat STI and 
a lot of people are becoming resistant to gonorrhea because we don't have the antibiotics or treat it. So I was, note, <laughs> I was going to this hard-hitting facts on this Monday lunch. And, and I, we kind of thought, do you know what? Why is there no brand out there speaking to women? Why are the ingredients all nasty? Um, let's make, let's change this, you know? Let's do something that, that produces products that are nice to women's and men's bodies and everyone's bodies. And... We didn't think it was a difficult task. And we were like, let's do it. And we thought of the name that night. We used to say Hanky Panky when we were younger, didn't we? So <laughs> didn't we? Just, <laughs> didn't we? Uh, <laughs> back in our heyday. You said that was such a proud little kick of the head, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> Great Yorkshire. And, um, yeah, so Hanks is short for Hanky Panky. And then we woke up with very sore heads. And we were like, are we actually doing this? And we did. Yeah, we super passionate about kind of as um emma was mentioning saying about the mission like we really want to like um empower women to take control of their sexual health and empower everyone to have you know positive sexual wellness and this was all born through just awkwardness of condoms and the negative um connotations that condoms have so we this was when we were working full-time obviously um so a lot of a lot of research a lot of uh, looking into the market figuring out how the hell we were going to do it and trying to figure out a way to break it to our parents that we are spending our life savings on Johnny's and <laughs> leaving our very our very well-to-do jobs. And I remember the dinner. I sat down at home being, saying, oh, you know, mum and dad, I've got, I've got something to tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of kind of leaving medicine and, and Farrah and I have got a new venture. They're like, oh, okay. What is it, love? <laughs> we'll support more, you no matter what. <laughs> to be fair, they're super, yeah, super supportive of everything. I'm lucky. Yeah, and I think... Uh, my mum was like, well, you're never going to get married now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mum was actually super supportive, but I think she was wondering what the hell the community were going to think. Um, and yeah, no, super supportive uh, friends and family. And that is really what got us going yeah, and kept us going. And we, we had this vision and we stuck to it. And often, you know, I always say that go with your gut it's got your best interest at heart and my mum has always kind of fed that into me and, and it's and it's a gut feeling that we've had as well a little yeah. bit of this that you know is it going to work is it what women want and we yeah. we just went with the punch rolled with the punches didn't we yeah and I think it's been such a journey but we were so lucky to have the friends and family that we do and also people like Emma who are super passionate about what we're building at Hanks and having that team is you know vital in in Hanks and, and who we are and what we represent. So, yeah. I think the amazing thing is that you guys have this crystal clear vision and you're always open to it evolving, you know? Like, mm. we started off being about, like, women and now we're opening it up to other people. We're empowering not yeah. just women but men too. Absolutely. And, you know, people from different sexual orientations and different gender identities. And, you know, it started off with being about women but actually, you know what, this whole vision started with you realising that the market was just speaking to basically heterosexual guys and everything spins off of that and it's all about like giving you, giving people a voice and listening to you and understanding that sex is completely normal. Mm -hmm. And you know what, having orgasms are great and it's natural and there's nothing to be ashamed of and I think breaking down shame and embarrassment is the biggest barrier Mm. that we we want to combat because once you take that down then you can have more open, honest conversations with your friends 
with your family, yeah. maybe not with your mum. I mean, I'll probably never be able to speak to my mum about <laughs> sex because it's just like, you know, we had the birds and the bees chat and then it was like, don't look at each other. Don't look at each other. <laughs> it was the most, it was just so awkward. And I love my mum, but there's some things you just, you just don't talk to your parents yeah. about. But you want to be able to talk to your friends about it yeah. and you want to be able to talk to your kids about it and your partner. And I think that's yeah. it. We want open, honest dialogue. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, with that, with the honesty, we're not glossing over the realities, you know, and we're, we're, we're being real. We're being real and relatable and an open space, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to explore their sexuality and feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and like being unapologetic about the fact that we are pursuing positive sexual health for everyone. Like it's, there's no one we're excluding here. It's, we're all on the same, everyone deserves orgasms. No matter what their background, culture, exactly. religion, yeah. Yeah, and- orientation. Whatever. The whole unapologetic thing is, is you know, we want people to be unapologetically themselves. We want them to unapologetically pursue their sexual yeah. wellness. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to start a podcast because we were like, you know what? There is so much weird, shady-ass shit going on in the world and it's yeah. time to call bullshit on it. Like, bullshit yes. on all the taboos, bullshit on the stigmas and this paradox idea that women are sluts and men are sluts for having sex. And it's just, it's just all nonsense and we just want to break down those barriers and have conversations and um, we're actually really excited about it. So exciting. Did you think you'd, you'd be doing this when you were five or six? <laughs> when I was five or six, I actually wanted to be a dog when I grew up. <laughs> My parents asked me, what, they said, what do you want to be? And I said, what can I be? And they said, you could be anything you want to be. <laughs> I want to be a dog. So I thought, I love dogs. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be a dog. And then, it, then that turned into that, because I was like, I want to help animals. I, I like that segue. I like <laughs> yeah. that. That's a very natural progression. <laughs> and then I was more bothered about humans. And now here we are. <laughs> I wanted to be a dinner lady. <laughs> Oh my god, you've been great. I saw, I saw I saw the size of my sister's textbooks and I thought, there is no chance in hell you send a meat school to get an education. <laughs> I can't do it. So Dinner ladies look like they have great fun. I'll be there. Yeah, but no, you might fulfill your lifelong dream one day, Farrah. Well, luckily for us, <laughs> you didn't become a dinner lady, and we're here, and we're going to be talking about everything from love, dating, relationships, and well-being. We feel these are the four themes of sex, and they all lead into your sexual wellness. You know, if you're in a relationship, or you're casually dating, or you're single, or you've got, you know, female health issues or problems or things that you're trying to deal with that all builds up to this picture of your sexual fulfillment and we also want to digest and get into a lot of cultural issues and societies we've got some really exciting guests lined up this season um from nim kali who is the biggest babe you've ever met in your life big to- fan of nim massive Nimco for pm dare i say <laughs> <laughs> your biggest fan base right here uh who else have we got lucy litwack yeah. CEO of Coco de Mer. So we're really hoping to give you guys a broad perspective into the world of sexual wellness and everything that contributes to it. Yeah, super excited to get started. Yeah. I hope you're um hope you're excited, our lis- lovely listeners. <laughs> I guess so grab a seat, take your jacket <laughs> off, <laughs> leave your shoes by the door. Well, Let's get this party started <laughs> on a bus flat type thing. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are. I love I love podcasts. Oh, and now, now I can't be in a podcast, it's like it's like inception, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly, I'm yeah, I'm nervous about what's to come out of this podcast <laughs> and thing because we're talking about absolutely anything, anything. But wellness, like just you touching on wellness, there, Emma. Like, why isn't sexual wellness just as important as any other part of wellness? Exactly. So that is kind of what we're we're about. It's a bit, it's a bit taboo still, and we think we're you know it's definitely improving, but 
this is what this is, podcast is about and this is yeah. why we're opening that conversation. And when you're when you're younger, it's like eat, eat your five a day, drink six Absolutely. glasses of water and they don't say, oh, and get two orgasms a week when you're about 16. <laughs> it's just like no one ever really talks about it and actually like... We need to learn to look after our sexual wellness because it's such a big part of our mental health mm-hmm. and our physical health. 100%. Yeah. And that's super important, the mental health aspect. And I think we're seeing that more and more people are starting to be more open and are looking for platforms where the communication is there. And exactly. Advice, perspective. I just knocked something over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute amateur over here. Um, so, in every episode, we're going to be diving into our Knickerbox raffle, which is full of fun little questions. Ding and down. we thought, it's not fair for our guests to have all the fun. So, <laughs> we're all going to pick out a question. Die. And answer it. Farrah's starting with you. Uh, can't pick and this. choose them, Farrah. <laughs> yeah, you have to blind. Can I get at fit. least one opportunity to press Yeah, that. you get one veto. Ooh. Read it out. What do you think... Are the biggest challenges facing women today? Oh, this is a great one for you. Well, I think we've really made some strides. However, I think we're far from there. Um, you know, for me, I've always said that it's not just, it's equalism. That's always what I wanted to sort of balance that. And we're definitely not there yet. But I think, you know, the Me Too, Time's Up, women like Nimco, who are sort of fighting for that equality, no matter what your race, religion, culture, orientation, um, is what we need more of. So I think, you know, there are challenges still there with equality, um, but I think we're making strides. We are. Yeah, we are. All about that positive spin, isn't it, Hanks? All yeah. about positivity, you know? Don't bring the negative energy Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, there are some parts of love which are fucking shit. Yeah. And touching on one of the points you you said about, you know, equalism, like feminism, There's, a, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> guys and people who feel like feminism is anti-men, but it's actually got nothing to do with you. It's just all about making women feel good so that they can bring themselves up to the level that you are already on and have always been on. That's really what it's about. And I think you're right. And I think like one of the challenges that women face around this whole equality piece is getting men on board to think that we're not chastising them. That's a huge piece. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's feminists that burn their bras and then the there's a general, you know, there's a spectrum Mm. and, you know, there's a lot going on. But I think it's it's... Making men be part of, you know, this mission Absolutely. and getting them to understand yeah, it. Yeah, getting everyone on board. Yeah, and I think often, it, you know, it can, people do perceive feminism as burning your bra and blaming the men for everything. It's not that at all. No. It's just, you know, equalising. Yeah, you know, and there's actually a really... Um, I read a really interesting article that essentially se- explains that all these negative connotations that come out of feminism, like burning your bra and, you know, feminists don't wear pink like obviously like Scarlett Curtis's book, you know, these were actually created by the patriarchy to discourage young girls from joining feminism because it's like, oh, you can't wear pink, you can't paint your nails, you can't look feminine. And then they've got all these negative connotations of being really loud and aggressive and burning your bra. But actually, feminism is there for every woman. If you're you're a woman, if you're a human... Anyone, Anyone, you're a feminist. It's Mm. not, there's no, there's no like, you have to fit into this box to be a feminist because actually, if you're human and you care about equality, then you're a feminist. Yeah, and there's no box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. I'll take the hard-hitting ones for the team. Well, you know, there's probably some Hank stickers in there. Oh, my God, so deep, these questions, Emma. <laughs> what does freedom mean to you? <laughs> so I was actually so, thinking freedom is just a glass of rosy. I'm quite high. <laughs> Honestly, anyone? Um, freedom is about being able to express yourself and live your life without any kind of boundaries restricting that. Mm. I think it's just about... Being you, owning owning yourself in your journey without having 
people tell you what to do. Freedom nice. is also a great nightclub in Soho, isn't it? Oh, I love that place. <laughs> I know, it's so great. They do great dumplings at like 2 a.m. at the Yeah, yeah, you've just got to ask. You don't think they serve them, but they do. Reminds <laughs> me the willow. <laughs> we need to get free prawn, prawn crackers. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, freedom. Anything else? Anyone else on freedom? No, that's your question. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yes, I, I've answered it. <laughs> Yeah, no, my turn. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. <laughs> feminism, feminism trumps that. As you can see, we really are going with the flow with this podcast, <laughs> so just bear with us. Yeah, just buckle up, basically, because it's going to be a fun ride. Enjoy the ride. Uh, oh, God. Who wrote these questions, eh? <laughs> if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be? Now... Emma's, Emma's a young spring chicken, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young was you being a toddler, right? Like, a few years ago. <laughs> 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 um, so I think this is a very interesting question, and of course it is, because I wrote it myself. <laughs> but, I mean, let's put aside the whole butterfly theory that if you go back in time and you change one thing, then everything else gets catastrophically yeah. ruined. Let's just say you go back and you change one thing and nothing else gets changed. I would... If this was possible, I mean, this is a complete hypothetical magical scenario, so of course it's possible, because anything's possible. <laughs> I would just abolish slavery like before it even got started yeah. I would just completely wipe out the concept of colonialising places and enslaving other people just because you felt entitled to have someone else or to like control a nation or have people as property like for me that is getting serious but that's like at the bedrock of so much of you know racism and institutionalised racism and that's why a lot of countries can't get away from it because that's where it all began. And when you've got a country and institutions, empires that are built on slavery, there's so many, so much underlying issues that yeah. they're trying to fight. So that would be it for me. Selfless, our Emma. Not, not about, you know, that mistake I made no, when I was 15. Yeah. It's all about... Well, it's about that. my mum, my family, like, for me. Amazing. It's I great. think we should do one more. Oh, God. One more each. One more each. Not the same one, babe. <laughs> I was like, I'll answer it again. Freedom <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, don't make these difficult for me. What do you mean? I pre-wrote them hours ago. Well, your handwriting's not great. <laughs> yeah, I know that. It's like a spider's Oh, poop. yeah. What's the best thing about being a woman in 2019? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I like it. I've got a good answer for this one. Go on then, help Can sister out. <laughs> and then you can do another one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Go on, Ems. Best thing about being a woman in 2019, if you live in the UK or a country where you have freedom contraception, is that you ultimately have the final decision about your body and you have the autonomy and... Sorry, Farrah's just rifling through the box <laughs> trying to pick one out that she wants to answer later. As if this is some sort of... Which one is this? <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, listening you, to you. Emma's not a Sarah, good answer. Listen to Emma. <laughs> right. Point is, what was I saying? You really made me lose my train of thought. Oh yeah. So if you live in the UK or you live in a country or a state where you have full access to contraception, you actually have full autonomy over what happens to your body and you know whether you have a child or you know whether you choose to have an abortion or something like that. I think. The narrative is very much usually like, you know, guys, they're the ones who don't have to carry the baby and they're the ones who have the responsibility, but you get to make the final choice if if you're fortunate enough in this country to make the decision. So I think that's the best thing about being the woman. Whoop. Good work. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. There's there's even more choice and, you know, platforms to be able to yeah. take control of, exactly. of your health in many aspects as a woman today. And okay. if you're... 
I know I know the situation in America is not ideal at the moment, but yeah. the fact that the world is an uproar about what's happening, about those heartbeat mm. laws and those anti-abortion mm. laws, that in itself reflection. is powerful and reflection yeah. of the fact that, hey, we're not going to sit back and let this happen again. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Farah Kabir, Farah's you're wrong. No, no, I'll pick another one because oh. I've just realised. That's probably not... It's all right. We're, we're running low on these, to be fair. Because <laughs> you chuck them all out. <laughs> okay. Who is your empowerment crush? Who is saying and doing things you admire? Don't say Nim yeah. I have to say Nim <laughs> I have to say Nim Carly. She's Nimco, real. if you're listening to this, we've got your biggest cheerleader right here. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, she's real. She's relatable. She's straight to the point. She couldn't give a fuck. And she yeah. says it like it is. She's a total badass. And, she, and she re- she's a total badass. And she represents... Um, you know, communities and women and people who don't have the opportunity or are, are too vulnerable to to sort of voice yeah. their, their concerns. And I think she's a real game ch- changer. And I think the UK should be super proud to have someone yeah. like Nim Carly. So, I'm yeah, I am your biggest fan and I would like your autograph. So, <laughs> see you next Friday. We'll yeah. get it. <laughs> she's on the show, so wait wait for that one to hear Farah's girl crush. I can't wait. wait. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's finish on what do you wish you could tell your 20-year-old oh, self? Oh, this, this is a corker. Um, could be a corker. Tammy, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Tammy girl. Um, <laughs> what could I... I think um, not to take myself too seriously. I think I was very, like, um, worried about what other people think. I mean, 20, I guess 20 is quite... Quite old, isn't it? Maybe when I was no, 15, it's not. 16. 20. But I'm trying to, yeah. But I think not taking yourself too seriously and, um, yeah, just go in the flow of it. Mm. I can imagine you being quite a serious 20 year old. I mean, Farah, you were there. You tell us. <laughs> Sarah, seriously, you were. You were going on what 40. You? Your dress sense was going on 40 oh. when we were 15. You <laughs> shop at Noah Noah. I love you too, babe. Love you too. Job, Noah Noah. Um, no, you never took yourself that seriously, actually. You Not were, with you, I didn't. Yeah, you were no, I, th- I think with the flow. Yeah. I would say try and get away with murder if you can. Not actual murder, mm. but do you know what I mean? Oh. Be cheeky. Thanks for that clarification, like, Farron. Don't ask for... What do, what do I live by? Don't ask for permission. Ask, ask for forgiveness. forgiveness. Which we've been living by it's from a few, quite young a few age. Farron's mottos. One is, <laughs> don't ask for... Forgiveness, ask for, uh, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. And the other one is, go with your gut. So yeah, just a hell of a lot of risk. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a lot of risk. Uh, well, on that note. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I think that's it well, yeah. from us. Well, we're looking forward to, um, you know, sharing our journey with all our guests. And if there's anything you want to cover, anything you want to talk about, do you like it, do you not, rate us, <laughs> rate as well, please. <laughs> um, get in touch. Yeah, head over to Hank's Life. It's our live forum open 24-7, so, you know, if it's a free am you're feeling a bit drunk and you don't want to drunk text your ex, but you've got something you want to say to him, pop it on the forum. We're always listening. So is everyone There'll else. There'll be someone else there that feels exactly the same exactly. as you do. We're also open on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, New Year's Day. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, 365 days a year. I'll be on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I got your back. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Knickerbox Glory. Tune in next time where we'll be joined by our first guest. Stay sweet, lovely. Speak soon. Bye.